gorgeous listeners. Welcome to the Poddington. Welcome to Mel Gedroch's Quilting. So, so good to have you here with us. We are still in isolation. That's me, Mel Gedroch, and the mighty Bush. Hiya. Hello, Bush. Hiya. Isolation will not stop us. We are continuing to quilt, and it is very, very good to know that we are all very much in this together. Sadly, we can't get access to the building that we normally do our podcast in because it's all under lockdown. So uh, don't send us any material for the time being. We appreciate everyone who sent stuff in so far, but do send us in a little photo. You can uh, send your pictures to at Mel G Quilting on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Listen, come on. Let's enough of my yakking. Let's get quilting. It can't be episode eight. Is it episode eight, Bushy? I think it is. I think it's episode eight, Mel. Wow. What the actual... Episode eight uh, of Mel Gerdroch's Quilting. It's absolutely lovely to have you here with us in these slightly strange and different circumstances from what we're normally used to, but we're, we're keeping going. We're quilting remotely, but still very much together. Remotely and together. It's, it's a dichotomy. That's, that's, that's a good word to throw in right at the start of a new episode, Mel. Dichotomy. I, I don't even know really what it means, but I thought it sounded good. Yeah? Yeah, sounds good, sounds good to me. We're in our separate spaces. Uh, Bush is in the bunk room. He's actually in prison, but don't tell anybody. Two months to go, guys. See you on the other side. And I'm in my nook. My beloved safe space nook. Always here. Surrounded by my pretty paltry wardrobe of clothes. <laughs> Can I ask you a question about the nook? Oh. One quick question. Yeah, go on. Can you, yeah, can you close on, on. the door on the nook? Is it? Is it a? No. It's always open for business. Uh, like the Ronnie Barker sitcom, we're open all hours. <laughs> I like it. I really like it. <laughs> the sub nook, though, which is the smaller area off the main nook, remains very much closed, Bush. Especially to you. I don't want you to see what's inside there because you might see your Christmas present for next year, which I've already got. Is that where you hide all that stuff? Is that like your secret hideaway of things? Yes, yes, Bush. Who's allowed That's into in the, the sub-nook then? What, what, what gets you entry to the, the sub-nook within the nook? Only myself and the Pennyfield family. The Pennyfield family uh, live in the doll's house, right. which is my childhood doll's house, which is up here in the nook. I haven't gone mad, gang. I promise <laughs> you, I'm still... The marbles are still vaguely... Uh, intact so just literally buckle on up uh, now bushy yeah. i've got to say i was a little bit worried about you last episode yeah you were saying things along the lines of i don't think i can sew anymore uh, what's happened to my quilting mojo can i keep doing this i've lost all my skills yeah i was trying in a sort of bullet baxter way from grain chill in the 1970s <laughs> to sort of gear you up in my tracksuit and say, look, mate, come on, you're doing great, you're doing great. You are, my friend, a natural sewer, okay? Really? And how are you feeling How are you feeling this episode? Are you feeling better about it? I feel a lot better. I, I think I had, as I explained in the previous episode, a bit of a chastening experience trying to buy some of my own needle and thread from a haberdashery in Leon C. Uh, and then I couldn't get the needles out of the packet. felt incredibly weak. Uh, and then I couldn't get the thread off the, sp- the spool. What's the word for it? The, what's off the off the bobbin, the bobbin. That thing there. It's the bobbin. That, no, is it? I don't know. I couldn't get it off anyway. But since then, since I feel like I've rallied since the last episode, and uh, oh, bushy. I'm I'm absolutely well up for getting more 
little bits of our quilt put together because this quilt's not going to make itself. Do you know what I mean? What we're doing is stitching together loads of tiny little bits of five by five fabric that has been sent in by you, our lovely listeners, the great and good, and stuff that we've sourced ourselves and hopefully make a greater whole. And basically, as we go, not a hole as in make an accidental hole in it, but um, when the finished article should look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know what? Even though we are self-isolating in this lockdown period we've got a kind of good backlog of uh, fabric that um, our amazing uh, quilting listeners have sent us so we should be all right for a few weeks and we're also keeping going on the lovely pictures that everyone's sending in on Instagram that is a brilliant way to keep going where we can look at your fabric on the Instagram pictures and dis- describe them anyway as if they're here in a virtual way, which is lovely. And yeah, so at Mel G Quilting to get involved. And uh, yeah, I think the uh, some of the, the little photos of, of some of the things that people have been sending in have been fantastic. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. I've got a physical piece. Actually, th- I think this is a podcast first for us, Bushy. I've got a piece. I don't know if you can see on the webcam. It's actual sort of silk. Oh, wow. That's a beautiful that bit lovely? of fabric, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's a sort of jade green piece of silk with a dragon pattern all over it and it's been sent in by a very very kind and lovely listener by the name of dawn french isn't that lovely you mean dawn actual dawn french yeah oh wow as in as in, as in dawn the vic of dibley as in legendary member of double act french and saunders um dawn ruddy french really really kind of her she seems like a good egg she seems like a very good egg Dawn oh, French. i think she's an absolute cracker she's a terrific egg isn't she i've got to say i was a bit worried about this silk because i thought oh hello sailor is this going to slip all over the patch because basically what we do every time is we cut out these five centimeter squares of cardboard around which we sew bits of material which is going to make our quilt and I thought oh it's going to slip all over the ruddy cardboard but so far my friends it's ad- adhering I love that word another good word another good word the purchase on the on the green silk is actually pretty blooming good so what would that outfit be that dawn has sent in i mean all i can see from here on the little video screen that we've got is it's a tiny bit of very shiny um Japanese or Chinese style fabric. It looks like Mr. Miyagi's nightgown. What kind of thing would it be for for Dawn? Do you know what? It was a bag. Oh. It was a green silk bag. Oh, hello. That's another email. Yeah, it's just from the bank. There we go. <laughs> I get about five emails a day, Bushy, and they're usually from things like the bank or my mum emails quite a bit. It's gone a bit like the old, like mail used to be, you know, like I don't get any letters. And this is why this has been so nice to be part of the, the uh, Mel Gedroich's quilting podcast is that we get these lovely letters. We've had lovely letters and messages in from, from our listeners, but I only get bills now through the post mail, stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, matey, I've not had any post for a fair few days now, but it means, I don't know about you, but I'm finding in this um, quarantining scenario that we're all going through at the moment, the little things are really, really exciting me. Do you know what I mean? No, I absolutely know what you mean. It makes you appreciate the smaller things in life. Do you know what I'm loving at the moment? This is going to sound really desperate and really sad. I'm loving taking a clean wash out of the drum <laughs> and pegging it up. I'm just loving that. That is everything to me at the moment. It's a little house on the prairie all over again, isn't it? Self-sufficient. Oh, and I'm hoping, actually, do you know what? 
I've had quite a few messages from people who are not quilters, but they're listening to this podcast, uh, just saying it's kind of keeping them it's keeping them a bit calm, which is lovely. It's really nice to hear that. That is the, the highest accolade we can have, isn't it, if we're just helping calm people down a little bit? Yeah, I tell you what, putting a little bit of thread through the eye of a needle is A, very hard if you're a perimenopausal woman from Leatherhead, as I am, but it's also, when you do it, it's quite calming. I think as everything else kind of distances and spaces out a little bit and suddenly you're focused purely on getting the thread yeah. through there. Do you know what I've been doing? You know, talking about the little things now that we've all been self-isolating, the little things become more yeah, important. I'm normally not interested in gardening at all. In fact, um, <gasps> I'm, I'm a very reluctant, slightly hateful gardener, but I've been, I've been getting out there. I've been doing some strimming. I've been mowing the lawn. Oh, mate. It's all been going oh, on. Mate. Isn't, but isn't it lovely when you've actually got the time to do something like that? Well, this is it. I probably don't, I don't normally have the time, but I've got one question to ask you. Um, I, there's been Go a bit of up. friction in the house because when I did strim yesterday, I destroyed every yeah. single daffodil we had in the back garden. Like I just went um, through them. Hang on. Now, as far as I remember, those daffodils were very, very much beloved by your daughter, Thea, and you've just destroyed her dream, her toys... Yep. And everything she was hoping for. I didn't have time. What are you doing, to, I didn't mate? have time to go round them. Who's got time to go round flowers when you're strimming? I just thought, bang, let's get straight through it. Boom. Uh, and also, she's trying to eat them. I don't want her to eat them. So I, I've got. So aren't daffodils a weed? Are technically a weed? Bushy. No, bushy, bushy. No, 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 no. I'm still dealing with this. You have strimmed away all of your daffodils. Every single. I can't bear that. <laughs> Katie, my other half, this is, is absolutely furious with me. She'll be incandescent. Of course she will. You've got rid of all the colour in the ruddy garden. What are you thinking about? She put it on Twitter, a video of like, you know you know when someone's had a flood and they walk through their house and they show all the carnage? A little bit like that, but in the back <laughs> garden with just de- heads of daffodils everywhere. I've been getting so much stick from the gardening community. That's why I feel like I'm safe here within the quilting community because I'm not going to get no, any stick No, 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 no. You're, you're very much not safe. You're not safe here with me. What? Bush, this, my friend, this is similar to what you do every Christmas, and I know this because you've told me. So this is what Bush does every Christmas, guys. Okay, check this out. Oh, here we go. He takes he takes his tree down on Boxing Day. <laughs> it all goes down. The decorations, the baubles, the lights, the tree itself, everything gets taken away on Boxing Day. This, to me, is the springtime equivalent of the tree going down. It's strimming away all the daffodils. Bush... We need to talk, mate. Done and dusted. We need to workshop. My, my brain... We need to workshop this through. My brain melt is very compartmentalised. When, when something's done and dusted, then that's it. I've got no further use for it. Do you know what I mean? So I just move on to the next thing. So daffodils, causing a problem in the house. I haven't got time to stream around them. Who's got time to stream around a daffodil? I'm just steaming straight through them. I'm willing to do your garden, Mel. Five quid. No. No, no, no. You're not coming anywhere near my garden. We're obsessed with the little garden at the moment because I think probably a lot of people are. And however big your garden space is, or if it's a little balcony, if you've got pots, if you've got window boxes, get involved, gang. Seriously. Seriously. Composting, manuring, everything. Planting little seedlings if you can get hold of them. It is so ruddy nice. It's good to have a little bit of dirt under the fingernails. That's what I'm saying. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. But I will do the garden for you for five quid. I can get rid of the lot. Maybe I'll tarmac it for you. Do you want me to tarmac it? Matey, you are the gardening equivalent of napalm. You're not coming anywhere near. And keep your strimmer away. Is it new or something? Have you just bought this yeah, strimmer? Yeah, it's brand new. It's an absolute beast. Oh, no. Right. 
You know, like in a, a movie in the Vietnam War, there's always a big guy at the back with like an, a, a hip-mounted machine gun with chain fed. It's like that. It sounds like an Ewok. It's, it sounds like a small baby Ewok in the Ewok village that's been sort of abandoned by its parents. Next time I do it, I'm going to smoke a cigar, chew a cigar the entire time, like some kind of mad general, oh. like something out of Apocalypse Now. Can I just ask you, is the strimmer battery-powered or is it on some extension lead? It's on two back-to-back, incredibly dangerous extension leads. This is rock and roll strimming. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Matey, look, we're all, we're all under a bit of pressure here yep. in self-isolation. Yeah. I know that things are slightly, you know, perspectives are slightly warped. We're going through a tricky time. Yeah. I want you to be very, very careful with the strimmer bush. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fine. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I don't want you to, to make any sudden moves with it. Fine. Okay. In, in that case, I'll, I'll, I'll lay off it. I'll lay off the strimmer a little bit. Bushingtons. Well, no, Where well, is the strimmer now? It's safely hooked Where up. Is it? It's in the shed. And only I've got the key. You got a shed? Have you got a shed, Mel? Ah, I ruddy love our shed. Again, because we've obviously had so much time at home, our shed is ruddy immaculate at the moment. Um, Ben, my other lovely half, has uh, put up separate hooks for all the tools on the wall and now they all have their own little place. We never had that before. That's nice. That's good. Good on him. And just a quick quick note about Ben. I'm watching you here through a video chat into into your nook. Can I just tell you that Ben came and sat in the corner of your bedroom and looked at you for a bit, just for about a minute what? or two, and then he and then he disappeared off again, just in the background. When, when, when was that? He was, it was about three, four minutes ago. He just sat in the corner on the corner of the bed, looked at you for a bit, and then he went. Oh, is was he, it is a he loving right? look, or was it a look, or was it a look that kind of said, "We've been cooped up now for several weeks, <laughs> and I never ever want to see you again"? Which what sort of look was it, mate? I, I couldn't tell because of the pixelation from this distance, but he um, he was there for a bit and then he went. It was a special nook look. It was a nook look. The nook of love. love. That's the nook. nook. That's the nook. The nook, the nook of love. Uh, listen, I'm happy to say I have so far created three silk and green patches from uh, Dawn French's material that she sent in. Quite pleased with those. I think they're going to look really, really good when we put all the patches together. On which note, Bush, how are we going to put the patches together if you've got half of them and I've got half of them? What's going to happen? What, have we got a plan? Have we got plan B or C or even A? Can we strim them together? Can I use my strimmer to attach them incredibly quickly? Matey, stop talking about the strimmer. Good point. Fair enough. I'll leave P- it. Please. Yeah. I just... Okay. Um, should we sew them together? You're going to... No, no, no. I can see you're going to start crying about the strimmer. I saw a look of pure emotion pass your face there on the webcam. Yeah, you, you, you've gone, haven't you? I just love it so much. I've never loved an item so much in my life. It's just brilliant. The power at your fingertips. What, what's, its, uh, what's its name? I'm thinking Stephanie. Yeah, it was, Stephanie let's call it Stephanie. Or, or Stephen. Stephen the strimmer. Is it a male or female it's a strimmer? Ma- it's a male... Uh, it's like a rugged male strimmer. Strimmer. That's very close to saying stripper. It's not that. It's definitely not that. We need to move on. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, there, little Veets. There's my little Veets. She's in the background. Come hey, on, say hey, hello, love. Veets coming into the podcast. Veets little Veets. in the house. Veets is in Come the house. Come say something, lovey. There's little Bush. Hiya. How, how's, hey how's isolation going, Veets? It's going pretty, pretty well, actually. I've just done... Myself a makeover. You look so good. Oh, she's Thanks. got she's got amazing sort of Mick Ronson blue eyeshadow. Ooh. You're looking good, love. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Um, 
I've yeah, I've just been 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 chilling. Uh, your mum was wondering whether you'd be able to cut her hair later on because obviously it's getting. No, how are we going to cut each other's hair when when we've been in isolation for so long? Do you know what I mean? That's that's yeah. Uh, it's Floss downstairs, by the way. She's the yeah. She's downstairs. She's the blooming hair cutter. We need to keep her as far away oh, from the scissors. God. Honestly, she, I I said yesterday she looked like she looked like a bald chicken <laughs> because she cut her hair, but she shaved off some of like her neck hair. It just looked oh really my bad. word. She keep honestly. She and keeps cutting. She keeps cutting, and I keep saying, look. Okay, we might be in isolation for a few weeks, but it might not grow back that quickly. <laughs> She started shaving the back. Honestly, we've got to, we've got to stop her. It's out of control. Bush is doing something similar. He's got a strimmer, which is a garden thing, and he's strimming away all his daffodils. He's gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> Will you do my makeup later, love? Will yeah, you do sure. my makeup? I'd like to. I'd like to look like um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer out of Scarface, please. Okay. Is that all right, lovey? Yeah. Look her up on on the in the encyclopedia. Okay, bye. Love you. Love you. Oh. It's nice working from home, isn't it? I am ruddy loving hanging out with the fam. I know it's still quite early days yet. Cabin fever may not have reached full 100% potential. But I, it's, it's a joy to be hanging out with the gang. I just love them. Shall I read out some of the amazing messages that we've had in, actually, on our um, on our Instagram? You can get in touch with us. So, obviously, we, we can't accept, sadly, any more donations of material because we can't get into the building where we normally do the podcast because it's on lockdown. But we'd love mm. to see photos yeah. of what you're up to uh, at Mel G Quilting. Uh, it's a lavender blue handmade. Yeah. It's sent us an amazing photo. It says, uh, based in time for this quilt, as I enjoy a coffee and the new at Mel G Quilting podcast. It's like oh. having friends around for a sewing morning, listening to them chat and sew as I get on with this. Next up, having a go at some loopy FMQ, hashtag twirl quilt. Um, and she's got a coffee and a biscuit on the go there next to a lovely oh, quilt she's working on. Oh, that, hang on. That looks like an Irish coffee. That's in a glass. That is an Irish mid-morning coffee. I'm assuming that's very, very strong. Do you know the Irish coffee? When yeah. I used to work as a waiter, it, was, it used to be the bane of my life that someone would always order an Irish liqueur coffee, like about five minutes before you do to finish your shift. And you used to have to do oh, the thing where you, you pour the whiskey in, and then the coffee, and then you've got to spin the, the coffee round and pour the milk or the, the cream on the back of a spoon. Do you remember that manoeuvre? Do you know what? I never dealt uh, with Irish coffees when I was um, a waitress. I don't think I ever served... An Irish coffee. So what do you have to do? You have to do something with a spoon. Bit of whiskey in the glass, sugar. Yeah. Then you pour the hot coffee on yeah. top, spin the coffee round so you've got like a little whirlpool going on, turn a spoon what over. What do you mean so spin got, it round? Like stir it up so it goes... Oh, I see. I thought, you, I thought you had a special turntable that you put it on to spin it round. <laughs> coffee turntable. stupid. That would be amazing. Though. Stupid. Uh, spin it around and then uh, pour yeah. the cream onto the curved back of a spoon so that it goes in in like a swirly shape. And hey, presto, Irish liqueur coffee. Oh, oh what I wouldn't do now for a little cheeky Irish coffee mid-morning. Oh, that'd be nice. What would you have in it? Like a Tia Maria or a, a whiskey or a, what would you have Matey. in there? Call me pretentious, and I do apologise for this. I always love an almond liqueur, mate. I'd go for a little amaretto. Ooh. All right. Is this the way to amaretto? Amaretto. 
Never deserved a charm in my petto. And the tomato amaretto. I can't remember any lyrics at the moment. I tell you what, this isolation business, my brain has slightly gone a little bit fudgy. Are you finding that, Bushy? That's why stuff like uh, quilting and crafting is important, isn't it? Because you've got to keep yourself sharp and on your toes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But also, quilting is just really... What's that new word everyone says? It's very mindful, isn't it? It's very like... You get so involved with just the stitching and the simplicity of it and the cutting and the snipping and all that stuff that actually you can just forget about everything. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Shut out the outside world. And speaking of the outside world, we've had an email in from listener Trish with some advice for us. Uh, She says, hi team, Uh, we are self-isolating in North Wales. Uh, In Welsh, I don't know how to say this though. Uh, In Welsh, can I hold it up to the screen so you can see the, uh, the words? I've got it. I can see. Yes, I can see. I do apologise to all our Welsh listeners. Um, but the word for self-isolating in Welsh is hunan inisu. Hunan inisu. Hunan inisu. Hunan inisu. Is that right? Sounds like I'm sorry, a spell or something in Harry Potter. Hunan inisu irabilus. Now, she's got some good advice, Trish. Thank you so much for this. She says, I really keep wanting to say when you're talking about the different pieces that you're tacking, uh, the words she wants to say are, is this in Welsh or English? Oh, it's in English. Design wall. Please put them on a design wall. Think now about layout. Actually, Bushy, listen up. This is serious, okay? I'm going to get a little bit quilton serious with you. Okay. This, This is episode eight of Mel Gerdroch's quilting, we haven't even really addressed the whole layout concept, i.e. how are we going to put the patches together? Tell me, mate. That's a good point. Is that what she means by design wall? So you look at how it's all going to be stitched together? Yeah. Oh, look, 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 look. She says this. This is great. She says, with random fabrics, which is what we're using, um, it means you can place them and rearrange by eye. Uh, I must admit that I use the floor and a ladder slash table to take a photo rather than a design wall, but it really does help the focus even when you're working to a pattern. Kind regards, Trish. So putting these little bits of fabric on the wall, a bit like, you know, like if you're in like a crime documentary and you're trying to work out to catch a criminal, all these different pictures entwine. Yeah, I like that. We'll do it. what was that film that Tom Cruise did when he did it all on the glass and he had a sort of crayon and he would write stuff on the glass and then he'd have a look at everything all together and then he'd move with his hands like he was swiping right. But it wasn't on Tinder. It was actually on the glass. What was, was it that it Minority Report? Yes, thank you very much, Bushy. There you go, bit thank of the God future. God for you. Mate, you are the future. You're 10 years younger. I'm perimenopausal. You're a real help in these situations. <laughs> It's like that, isn't it? Well, should we do that? Should we try and do that in our confined little spaces? Because we're getting close to having a... St- maybe I, I'll stitch a load together, then you stitch some together, then we can stick our two stitch bits together. Does that sound like a scientific matey, plan? Matey, matey. No, matey. Trish has said we've got to blooming get on a on a ladder slash table and right. look at the pieces before we start stitching. We mustn't we mustn't run before we can walk, Bushy. Very good point, very we good point. We mustn't do I, that. I, I, that was a very reckless of me to suggest. So how are we going to do it? So we've got, oh, we've got so many patches now. We've got the guinea pig pyjamas. We've got Dawn French's silk. We've got the Everton shirt. We've got uh, 
Bez from the Happy Mondays, the Manchester shirt. We've got Mary Berry's 60s sundress, which is cotton. Uh, we've got some gingham from the Dutch tea towel. We've got incredible Harry Potter material from our lovely listeners. We've got Lucy Young's denim from Jim Kerr. Mate, please stop me. I'm on an absolute... I don't know what I'm doing. Help me. Stop me and help me. <laughs> i tell you what I've got here. I've got a letter and a bit of fabric in from one of our lovely uh, quoting <gasps> podcast listeners. Uh, this on, is from uh, a lady called Zoe. And says, Dear mm-hmm. Mel and Bush, I have enclosed my son's street dance T-shirt for your quilt. Uh, when he was four, he attended street dance classes at our local dance school. He has a hereditary condition called glyce- glycogen storage disease type 3A. In short, he cannot right. store energy, so has to eat regularly to stop low blood sugars from occurring. Uh, he's now sounds a, very sensible. He's 11 years old now and he's doing brilliantly. Oh. He's no longer at street dance, but he cycles, walks and scoots to school. Anyway, I hope you can use this. Love the podcast, by the way. A great listen. All the best. Zoe Webster. That's absolute Zoe, thank you so, so much for sending that in. Oh, look, that is a really cool piece of, it's sort of royal blue and it's got a, a street dancer logo. It's a, it's a street dancer in profile and it says Elite Academy of Dance, Oliver. Oh, that's How very, cool. very kind of you. Now, which, which bit are we going to cut out for the patches? What on, do the you ba- think? on the back it says uh, Dancer Oliver on the back as well. So even, he's oh. even got his name on it. Should we get that the logo? Is, I've got to say... Yeah, let's do it. Zoe, I'm with you. My youngest, um, who just popped in a minute ago, uh, who'd done the makeover, um, she attends our local dance school. She's done tap there for years and years and years. And they do a show every year. I don't know if Oliver um, was involved with that when he was younger. There's a a yearly show and all of the groups, whether it be, you know, the three-year-old's ballet uh, or the seven-year-old street dance or whatever, right up to you, my friends, the adult tappers Ooh. they are absolute ruddy quality so all the different classes make this big show all together and it is it is the night of the year it's the best entertainment it's absolutely brilliant you cry about five times because it's so moving and then it's hilarious something happens often the three-year-olds just walk off the stage or they just go and find their parents which i always love love that in a school <laughs> show do you remember that bushy with yours I remember I was uh, Joseph uh, for one of the nativities. That was the high, the high point. Um, oh, main, main character, darling. Main character, well Joseph. Uh, I don't think, I think I wouldn't kiss Mary, I think. There was a bit of a scenario. I, would, I refused to kiss what Mary. Happened? Why? Just refused. Why? Just stood there with a tea towel Maybe. on my head in front of the school and didn't want to give her a kiss. Maybe it's because you'd already been going out with her and you'd split up. Is, was there something going on? What was going yeah. on? Yeah, well, yeah, maybe we'd... we'd what we was were. her name? What was her name? Her name was Rebecca. Oh, dear Rebecca. Lovely Rebecca. Rebecca, if you're listening now, I have to say, you, you dodged a bullet, mate. Do you know what? Uh, Do you know what, right? She, uh, I, had, I moved school, yeah? I had to move school because we moved down to, to Devon. And, and the two days yeah. before I had to announce that I was leaving school, she declared that she loved me. Uh, this is, we were only about nine or ten. And she gave me... Uh, her way of telling me she loved me was to get me, and I kid you not, a pair of blow-up lips... You know, those big blow-up lips. I left it on my seat uh, at school with I love you on these big blow-up lips. Uh, you know, what a fantastic... Uh, wouldn't that be great these days if people were that literal with their feelings? You know what I mean? You know where you stand with everyone. Bushy, I can't believe this. Really? Yes. So, mate, the fact that you didn't kiss her in the nativity when actually that must have absolutely... That must have really devastated her. Or do you think... 
that was the start of the love. The fact that you refused to kiss her in it a slightly be. kind of, you know, God, that's really interesting. I wonder what happened to Rebecca and her blow up lips. Right, I'm going to. I've cut out the logo of the uh, Elite Academy of Dance, Oliver's T-shirt, which is him. Whoever the, the character is in this thing is doing one hand on the floor, two feet in the air. I, I mean, I've done that dance manoeuvre yeah. before at nightclubs. So I don't know the exact the name for it. The is it the windmill? Oliver's T-shirt is here to stay. Hey, Oliver's T-shirt, t-shirt. is on its way. way. Hey. We are going to be cutting a patch to put Damn. in the quilt. We would rather be anywhere uh-huh. else. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. So I'm going to stitch this baby in. I've got to come clean about something, Bush, and I'm going to confess this to you now. Okay. I attended... I attended in the aforementioned local dance school about two months ago, so before, obviously, lockdown happened, an adult street dance class. Oh, dear. He puts his needle and thread down and readjusts his glasses. Boy, do we need to talk about this. Sorry, just in case I didn't quite catch that, or our listeners didn't. Please just say that one more time now. I attended an adult street dance class. I haven't told anyone that. Wow. The only other person that knows is my sister because she came with me. Picture this, mate. It was a very overheated room, which was too small to contain the, I'd say, nine of us all trying to lumber about. I would say 85% of us were perimenopausal. Uh, So there was a lot of hot flushing going on anyway uh, without the overheated confined space. And I tried to stand at the back but the three of the four walls were were mirrored so it was awful you got the back view of yourself which was not good mate (laughs) really really not good what kind of moves Uh, were you doing then what kind of stuff were you doing in this class well Zoe, who was uh, taking the class, she's really, really cool, right? Okay, she's probably in her 30s. She's a young mum and she has been doing street dance ever since she could pretty much stand on two feet. Right. So she was doing all this quite quick manoeuvring, mate. And it was literally, and lunge and straddle and go to the side and do this thing and military, military, let's march, march, march and bring the arms out. And it was that speed, mate. (laughs) It was Absolutely. I mean, I loved it, but it was really, really hard. As a point of reference for me in my mind's eye, um, what kind of band in terms of dance was it? Were we thinking Little Mix? Are we thinking uh, Steps? No, was it was it- cooler. No, it was cooler. It was cooler. It had a real... What is that? Is that drum and bass? I think it is drum and bass. It's drum and bass. I I think we'd moved into grime. I think there was a bit of grime and a little bit of early noughties dance hall drum and bass yeah. slash grime. Possibly a bit of Skepta. I don't know, mate. Yeah, it might be. There was yeah, a yeah. little bit of Skepta. <laughs> and I, at first I was sceptical. I thought, no, that's not Skepta. But then I, I realised it was. I'm thinking there was possibly a bit of something like... Oh, there were some remixes going on, mate. There was a bit some, of remixing going four, on. There was a bit of 14-inch territory. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a bit of elongated dance mashup classic. Did your feet leave the floor and c- your, your hand on the floor and your feet were in the air? Did you do that? Oh, matey, that's very, very advanced stuff. I tried to, I tried to lift both feet at once. There was a jumping section. 
Right. Uh, but I was safest keeping one foot on the floor at all times. It was it was very, very challenging. And at the end, Zoe said, so uh, can we expect to see you uh, back here next week? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Funky dreads. Total. I'll be back. Haven't been back since. <laughs> but I will. I will and I must. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? Innovation Dance School, I'll give them a shout out, are doing dance classes online. In this, this time of isolation. Isn't that great? As we are doing right now with this podcast where we've got like little video screen and we can see each other, I think people are just using technology to keep themselves active and keep themselves communicating. And I just want to be, do a big shout yeah, yeah. out for all of the people of my parents' generation who have just had the top, the very tip of their head in a video chat uh, over the past few weeks, which is how older people <laughs> video chat. Just the top half of forehead, oh, yes, eyebrows yes. and top of head, like that. That's my. I, I'm doing FaceTime with my mum, who very, very sensibly has been in lockdown for uh, a few weeks now. Uh, exactly the same thing. I can see her lovely little white silvery barnet, yeah. and then uh, about an inch of her glasses. Yes, <laughs> that's the way they do. <laughs> and then mostly, and then mostly ceiling. A lot of white ceiling. <laughs> Favorite armchair, and then a lot of lamp. And top yeah. of forehead. Or they pick the phone it's up and answer so it to their good. ear, which is another good one as well. So good work, all the older people using video chat. God bless you all. Now, quick update on the old Dawn French silky green bag. I've got four pieces, four pieces of French material. So good. You're that doing very brilliant. well over That's there with your, with your stitching, though, I have to say. You're doing very, very well. Matey, do you know what I'm going to go on to next? And this... This will this will be good. This will be a good thing. So I'm in my wardrobe. I'm the the nook is very much my um, work HQ at the moment because we're all working from home at the moment. Yeah. I'm in my nook, uh, which is also where I keep my clothes. Which is it's a paltry sort of vaguely late eighties collective of uh, of sartorial beigeness. I'm going to pick something from my wardrobe and snip it up right now. Really? Yeah. Like actual live yeah. bit of random yeah. fabric grabbing? Yeah. It's good for the planet. It's all about recycling. Just one, one thing to note as well, while Smell's going over there, I didn't I only notice this now she stepped into the light of the nook. Um, you've got leopard print headphones on. Yeah, ma'am. Check you out. I've gone a bit bet lynch with my uh, audiophonic headgear. Thanks very much. <laughs> So uh, Mel, as I can see here at the moment, is rifling through her coat, the coat hanger kind of clothes rail she's got in the corner of her nook. She's swishing through different items. She's pulled one out. Appears to be a light blue piece with cakes on it. She's now putting her headphones back on. Here she's back. Sorry, mate, matey. I had an absolute moment. I almost picked out my Eurovision Song Contest T-shirt with um, Conchita Wurst's face on. I, I, how could I ever even dream of snipping up Conchita Wurst's face? 100%. That would have been terrible. That would have been a terrible That's rash awful. thing to do. Yes, totally. Sorry, mate. No, no just wanted okay. to That's keep, okay. you, keep you abreast there. I mean, can you imagine? Oh, sacrilege. Sacri- pure sacrilege. Ruddy sacrilege. Okay, I've got uh, a shirt with a Cherry Bakewell motif all yep. over it. I like it. It looks yeah. nice. It looks nice. That um, could be good. Is this a, uh, we've worn this on, on Bake Off. Is this a Bake Off shirt? It looks like it might it be a Bake Off shirt. It wasn't actually a Bake Off shirt. But do you know what? That could be really nice. If I cut some patches, each yeah. one will have a cherry bakewell on it. Yes. Should I do it, mate? Should I do, do it? Do it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this shirt was given to me by a very, very, very old friend called Ella Bertu. So Ella, my love... 
I'm sorry I'm going to snip this shirt up, but it's going to go to a better place. It is going to a better yeah, place. that's all I'm saying. <gasps> this is going to look so cool. Each patch will have a little cake on, which will be quite nice for the patchwork quilt. Will this be our first inclusion of cake-based stuff into the quilt? I think it would be. I think it might. I think it might be, matey. I mean, let's not forget that Mary Berry sent in a beautiful 1960s sun top, but it didn't have a cake motif on it. This, my friends, because we're working with real fabric, we're actually making a real quilt. Some people don't quite actually realise this, I think. We're making a real quilt. If you're going to go through some back episodes of uh, Mel Gedroich's quilting, episode six with an item from Mary Berry and then an item from Sean oh, yeah. Ryder from the Happy Mondays. What what what, a, what an episode that was. So make sure you check that one the out. The two bezes. The two bezes together, finally, as they yes. always should have been, on the same ruddy quilt. Oh, yeah, Matey, I'm very pleased with this cake. I'm, re- I'm really, really, really chuffed with this because each patch is going to have its very own delectable cherry bake quilt. Oh, I love a cherry bake quilt. It's making me hungry even thinking about it. It's making me hungry even thinking about it. What's your favourite cake? If you had to choose one out of all the myriad of cakes, what would it be? What's the one that's got marzipan in it and it's in three different colours? It's like in different colours, like pink and yellow. Battenberg, mate. Battenberg. I love a Battenberg. I love a Battenberg. And do you know what? I do remember on Bake Off we made, I think it was possibly series two even, we made a quite poncy Battenberg, which was lovely. And it was in sort of, it was in sort of beige, beige and then brown colour. It was a kind of slightly organic-y poncy one. Mate, I think the pink and yellow total manufactured 70s one is always going to be the king of Battenberg. I, I agree. Do you know what? My, my favourite type of Battenberg is a Battenberg you can get from like a corner shop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, might, you might get a, a, um, a loaf of bread, a pint of milk. Oh, yeah, it's near the till. I'll get myself a Battenberg. Love those ones. I love a Battenberg. When you eat a Battenberg, Bushy, do you uh, divide it up into the squares and then eat the separate squares or do you just chunk into the whole thing? Just chunk into it, smash it all up. Smash it in one go oh. sometimes. Oh, I want a Battenberg so badly. Mel, what would be your favourite cake? A cake of choice. You can have any cake in the world. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh I'm just flipping through the roller decks of cakes the cakes in your mind do you know what matey do you know what mate i'm gonna take you now let me take you there because i'm taking you i'm taking you to your local wi mate okay that's where we're going now okay we're walking through the door and i'm taking you to a trestle table (laughs) on that trestle table is an array of cakes and there is a ruddy great big coffee and walnut enormo cake right in the centre of that trestle. That's where I'm taking you, mate. I'm talking WI coffee and walnut every single time. Producer Zoe nodding in the video chat there. That's a big favourite of hers as well. I'd never heard of such a cake. I didn't realise it was a thing. Uh, what? Sorry about that pause. I'm actually flabbergasted. Matey, (laughs) coffee and walnut cake. Your mum, Geraldine, must have made a coffee and walnut cake. No, I've never had it. It it sounds like an ice cream flavour. It doesn't sound like a cake. Are you sure it's really a thing? Matey, the sponge contains the walnuts. The icing is coffee icing, and then you have actual walnuts on the top of the cake. Matey, I'm absolutely ruddy stunned. You grew up in Brixham in Devon, heartland of the WI. (laughs) 
Clayton, you must have been exposed to a coffee and walnut cake. <laughs> never, never I can't before. Believe this. Do you like coffee? Yes. Do you like coffee? Do you like walnuts? Yes. Do you like cake? Yes. You're going to love a coffee and walnut cake. Right. I'm going to have to make one and then show it oh, to you yeah. virtually oh. next episode. Oh, what a tease. Sorry, can you just have a look at that on the webcam? Look at that. You've perfectly got uh, the cherry bakewell right in the middle of that little thing. Little patch? Yeah. And, the, and these patches are quite small, I should say. We're working with five centimetre squared patches. How's yours going, my love? How's the street dance shirt shaping up? Let's have a look. It's not It's uh, not great on the oh, corners. Oh, no, I like it. Is it looking good? What's happened to your corners, mate? What's happened to your hospital corners? <laughs> I'm having a bit of, tr- a bit of trouble. What, what were the names of your um, your sewing teachers called again? It was uh, Glyndon, Mrs. Glyndon Mrs. and Mrs. Glyndon, Mrs. Glyndon and Mrs. Allen. Well, Andrew's not obviously being concentrating because the corners aren't straight, are they, Mrs. Glyndon? No, they're not Mrs. Allen. Well, Mrs. Allen, I don't I don't know what he's thinking about. Does he think that's a hospital corner? I don't know what. I don't know what's got it. Do you know he's never even tasted a coffee and walnut cake? I couldn't believe that when I heard that, Mrs. Glyndon. He hasn't got a clue, has he? No, he hasn't, Mrs. Allen. It's because he doesn't listen. No, he doesn't listen, Mrs. Glyndon. wonder what those two are doing now. I'd love to know. Bushy, do you know what? Snipping through this uh, cake material, I'm trying to get um, a separate cake onto each patch to sort of cake up the quilt a bit. Um, Talking of of cake as we were, it might be lovely to know uh, what you lovely Poddington's listeners feel about what your favourite cake is. We'd love to know. Maybe photograph it, put it on Insta. Oh yeah. What's your favourite cake? Oh, fantasy cake. I think a, a lot of this whole thing where people have been self-isolating and stuck in the house is is slightly daydreaming about life how it used to be and, and the normalty, you know, yes. normal life. You know what I mean? So, yeah. fantasy cake sounds like a great little uh, distraction for a day. At but also, Melgy no, quilting. Yeah. Also, I think people probably. I know we are. We're doing a lot of baking in uh, in isolation, self-isolation. As we're calling it. Oh, yes, love that. So that's that's a good thing. If everyone's if everyone's doing a bit of baking, that's really really good. It's very mellow. It's very therapeutic. As I have to say, quilting is. I feel a lot calmer when I've done a bit of quilting. That is the absolute truth of the matter. Particularly when you've got some good hospital corners going on there, Mel. That must make you feel incredibly calm and in control. Do you know what I mean? I love a hospital corner. Love a hospital corner, man. Oh, this patch I've just done with the cake on is really twisting my melon, mate. I'm not going to lie to you. It's looking blumming good. Going to finish it off there, which uh, is a suitable moment for us to say Goodbye. Goodbye, carry on quilting. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you for spreading the word. Mel Gedroich is Quilting is a Something Else production. The producer is the lovely Zoe Edwards. Uh, the executive producer is some guy swanning around who calls himself Chris Skinner. I want to say a huge thank you to Gully, our sound sorcerer, who sat during this entire recording in his dressing gown again. And uh, big respect <laughs> to the lovely Silas, who does all of our social media and stuff as well. We love you all. <laughs>